It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. Look, it's James and Joe. We're back. Joe, how much how much time did we just spend talking about barbecue? Too much. <laughs> Not too much. I'd almost rather talk about that. Uh, Joe Linehan is in San Antonio. I'm James Smith. I'm in Austin. And um, we were every show we start by talking about what's going on throughout the state and so on. And then, uh, of, of course, then we spend a good portion of time talking about how you moving into your new house. I love that talk. I don't. I think that's. I am. I am fully moved into my house, and we do not need to talk about that anymore. So come on, come on. I'm going to teach Joe how to barbecue. So, But we got some good things to talk about water pool wise We do? You want to move yeah. on to a different subject? Okay. Yeah, All right. Well, this is – I am embarrassed to say that I did not recall that Austin College is playing this weekend at yeah. home versus yeah. Air Force. This is a big deal. Yeah. A very big deal. They're, they have two games on Saturday, the 6th, one at 11, one at 3. They're both being streamed online. But really more important than that is the season is underway. Like, it's they're they're going. Yeah, yeah, they're going. They're practicing. You got Coach Mark and Coach Jeff up there that are doing a good job with the kids. And I'm excited to watch, you know. I mean, uh, there's going to be no spectators, but, you know, it's going to be streaming. And they're playing Air Force this weekend. And then they're playing – I think they're going to Air Force – next weekend that's right yeah. after that and then they're going up to mercyhurst or to erie pennsylvania kind of in a uh, kind of later in february then they have the mpsf uh, mpsf championships is that, if you look at their schedule so the, you know I, I look at it with amazement because this is we're, we're in this historic time like the season is completely different than it would be normally for obvious 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 reasons right so on their schedule is basically three six seven games seven games so air force mercyhurst and gannon and that's it and and again not it's not a critique it's just what's going on and then boom the next thing is they go to mpsf championships it's just incredible how short the season is you know it has been made out to be and really how few games you're going to play which is good and bad right like you are the full glass half full guy where at least they're playing and i look at it and think like oh gosh man you know they're they're missing out, but which is true, but it's also not really the point at this point. There so, are many schools not playing. That's so right. That's you're exactly is, right. This is very very good. There's a bunch of Texas kids up on that team, and they're all going to be playing this year. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a bit of an abbreviated season, but they're getting to play. You're like, exactly. Right. I mean, I'd much rather have that than the girls that got that aren't playing from uh, last year, right? Yes, exactly. So. You know, and I'm and I'm sure Coach Mark and Coach Jeff are excited, um, and I'm sure the kids are even more excited about playing. So. Hey, my alma mater decided not to play. UC San Diego and uh, Santa Barbara and Davis. Davis for sure. Davis and UC San Diego opted out of the season. And wow, what a huge disappointment that is. But again, understandable, just still disappointing. But and great the, stuff. And, and then I believe the Austin College girls are going to be starting up here practicing if they have not already done so. And then they're going to be playing here in March and April. So they it's even have exciting to see all these people playing. Yeah, they have one game on the schedule already. It's It seems we're going to try to talk to Mark Lawrence next week, I think, right? And uh, I, I have a suspicion that he will confirm that they are still trying to fill out the, the calendar. They have one game online on the calendar. By the way, to back up just a little bit, um, to watch the games this weekend on or this Saturday on the 6th, Go to, it's uh, acruse.com, uh, that's alphacharlieruse.com, and look up there, uh, look up the team, and there are links to the live stream for each of the games. You can find them. So 
those are available. Uh, same side is telling us that the, the women's season is going to start or that they have one game on the agenda. But again, you can be sure that there are going to be more than that. So very exciting stuff. Yeah, it, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, and, um, and I'm very happy for all those kids that are playing, their parents, the coaches. And I'm sure they're, I mean, and I'm sure it's all going to be done in a very responsible manner. And it, But it's just great that we're getting some college water polo being, yeah, being played right now. Yeah, so. I know. It is. I, it's, it's almost... It's almost strange. Obviously, it's strange because the men are playing in the spring, which is just weird, and and we don't completely understand why they're doing it. Um, it's strange because the total number of games. So there have been two weekends of games on the NCAA level so far, and there's been a grand total of something like fifteen to eighteen games total, something like that. Again, uh, totally fine. Um, oh, by the way, um, again, I have to always correct myself i'm looking at the cwpa rankings right now and it says cal baptist and i remember talking to their sid or somebody in the, in the college and they said it's either cbu or california baptist university and i can't i don't know joe do you think i, I think cal baptist is fine i mean i, I know that, that they don't want to be called that way but anyway. yeah like so there's a bunch of teams including cal baptist that are playing um and i think uh i mean I think you have the rundown of the different teams that are playing, right? The Cal Baptists went one and one over the weekend. They played LM, uh, Loyola Marymount twice. They lost the first game. They won their second game. But uh, two Texans did quite well. Um, Zach Lowry ended the weekend with the highest points. Um, he had three goals, three assists. And uh, young Cameron Cullen got some game time, scored a goal in the first game, and had a four. I think he had four shots on goal, something like that. So a very good weekend. I think Zach is really going to shine this this season. He's a team leader for, for sure. Um, for those who don't know, he's uh, from South Lake Carroll. Um, and uh, Cameron Cullen's from North Texas as well. So, um, yeah, excellent news for them this weekend. In fact, there are highlights on the uh, – cbulancers.com so you can go check those out and was it um and there's a ton of other schools that are playing as well right now right a ton is probably overstating it so uh, i'll just quickly run through like a few games well here are the games that have been played or the teams that have played games air force lmu ucla pepperdine cal baptist L, uh, i'm gonna repeat some the new team from maryland mount st mary's gannon uh cal air force that's about it that's it, and uh, which again is fine. But it's um, it's it's just so strange to see. It's strange to see games that are played. For example, UCLA played USC twice. USC played Cal twice. You know that kind of thing. So it's it's that's just the way things are. Hey, that's the way it's at all levels. I think the NBA is doing the same thing. So they are. Oh, I don't follow the NBA much anymore. I did not know that. No, but it's no. It's good to see the guys are getting to play. I know it was kind of touch. It was touch and go for a yeah. lot of teams, and they're going to be playing. There's going to be some conference championships here in March. I don't know if there's going to be an NCAA championship or not yet. I know, but uh, then we're going to get into a women's season, which yeah. is going to be tremendous because they did not get their full season. That's last year. right. No, that's and, what I'm really um, looking forward to. And it's going to be a whole lot of fun to see some games this weekend. Can't wait. Yep, can't wait. All right. Uh, last weekend, USA Water Polo had its National Assembly. What did we learn? Because here's the deal. I signed up. I registered. But then I was on. I was in a car, so I wasn't able to really watch. Well, it's just that, you know, you know, obviously clubs and USA Water Polo struggled a, a, a little bit over the last uh, kind of 10 months, just like the rest of us, right? Mm -hmm. um, and USA Water Polo, which I'm, which we, yeah, which I'm a part of, you know, um, they just gave a big 
and, and like a general kind of the overview and USA water polo is strong. We're moving into an Olympic year. You know, the Tokyo 2020 Olympics is going to happen this summer of 2021. And we're, and we're very excited about that. You know, kind of, kind of Mike Graff, who was the, um, who was the chairman of the board of the board of directors for USA water polo is going to be stepping down here in June. And uh, Bill Smith is going to be, is going to be, is going to be taking his place. And Bill has been with the program for a long, long time, but you know, kind of, kind of Mike Graff has been with, USA Waterpool as the board, uh, as the chairman of the board, since we changed back in the mid 2000s. Right. And Mike's been a tremendous resource for USA Waterpool. And, you know, USA Waterpool has come a long, long way since the mid, yeah, the mid 2000s, along with Chris Ramsey and, uh, and a, a lot of people back in the home office. And there's a lot more resources, a lot more clubs are playing, a lot more people are playing. I mean, we get to do a lot of things in Texas here as far as trying to do growth and development and taking that across across the country. And I'm just really excited about kids are going to are going to get to start playing again. Obviously, we just talked about the college people are playing again. I'm just really excited about the opportunities moving forward. So, now, Ramsey put out Chris Ramsey put out an email afterward that uh, gave us an synopsis of what happened over the weekend, and it was not a hugely newsworthy weekend because a lot of the stuff I think people knew beforehand, including how Mike Groff was going to be essentially replaced by Bill Smith. They added another board member uh, in order to conform with, I guess, international Olympic standards. I, I, I have to go back. No, and look it's, at the, the, it's, it's the U.S. OPC standard. Okay, good. Yeah, United States one. So John Mann, I'm sure the. Uh, uh, I have a couple of uh, <laughs> players that I've coached who uh, really like John Mann, so they'll be happy to know that he's uh, he's back in this fold doing something on the board. But uh, other than that, it seemed like it was a pretty standard meeting for you know that I think others had thought it might not be otherwise. So anyway, you can go check that out. I think on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay, high school season is tomorrow. It's coming soon. I mean, it feels that way. We just talked about scheduling before we got on this uh, Skype call. Um, first of all, so there's a bunch of regional swim meets coming up, and I, we normally do not, you know, don't mention swimming so directly. But you made a good point. It's like what we want is all those water polo players to go beat those club swimmers, don't you think? I think that'd be great. It's always yeah, it's yeah, it's always fun to hear about the club water polo players that get the that <laughs> get the qualify for state, or either great. like um, a couple years ago. There was a coach that that his that a relay had three of the four kids were club water polo kids and they got and they got second place at state. You know, <laughs> so I mean, water polo makes the kids yeah. fast and strong, and um and quick and you know and you know what the two hundred freestyle relay the two hundred uh kind of medley relay the four hundred freestyle relay these are not college relays these are short quick sprints and yeah there I mean there are a lot of really good. Uh, kind of high school swimmers that are club water polo players. Yeah. So good luck to everybody this weekend. Good, club water that. polo players, club swimmers, kind of, kind of, kind of good luck to all the high school coaches that are, that are, that are kind of swimming over the next few days. But um, yeah, and then they got the state girls meet here on February 20th and 21st. Then the boys state high school swim meet is the 27th, 28th. Right. Which is, it's a 26, 27th. Yeah. And that has turned out to be what the, the, the general model that, uh, Tiska is following for the water polo championships, which is separating boys and girls championships over the course of two weekends. Um, and so that, that's going to be interesting to observe. And we saw, and you and I were talking beforehand about how they have limited the number of participants this year for the swim finals, at least. 
and uh, we will see what it, what uh, what Tiska says about uh, the water polo. Speaking of which, um, you're going to be speaking with Scott Slay later today. We'll have that interview here next after uh, we're done. We're going to we're going to do one segment and then move on to the conversation with Scott Slay. Uh, but he'll be he he first of all he has a meeting next week. Is that correct? Yeah, it can be all high school coaches from around Texas. It's it's uh, 7 p.m. on Tuesday, and he sent out via the region chairs the Zoom link. It's going to be just pretty much going to present, hey, this is what the season's going to be like, and um, here's the dates of the, of the major kind of like the postseason stuff. Um, please start planning, guys. Please start planning. So Yeah, here's the uh, – this is the benefit of this – well, of this COVID thing. I would rather not, but the- – like I said, I think more and more of these kinds of meetings are going to be useful on Zoom. That's a perfect setting to go over what the upcoming season is going to look like and follow up. That's I didn't I knew that the meeting was coming up. I just didn't remember it. And so this is really good. Like we'll be able to cover a lot of territory. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it, it it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm just again, I'm just really excited that these that there are plans in place to have a high school season. Obviously, each high school. Each individual district, each yeah, each individual region is going to have to do some work to figure out how they're going to do it. Yeah, whether it's hosting events or the region championships, there's going to be a lot of work to do and a lot more thinking than what we've had in the past. Right. That that's okay. You know, um, it's about doing it responsibly and doing it safely. And and I do believe that there's a way to make and give these kids an opportunity to play. Yeah. One of the one thing I was reminded of when you and I were talking beforehand is that you and I now both live in the West Region, which is you know the state is divided into four regions for high school for the purposes of high school. Two of them are essentially splitting Houston in half, right? Like South and East are essentially essentially doing that. North Texas, the yeah, how south does the north or the the northern um, region go it's it's not very far and then the rest of the state is the west region so it's from austin to the valley to theoretically to el paso right and back over to waco and back over to waco as far north as waco exactly so welcome to the fray man you're gonna start (laughs) helping us manage this monstrosity of a region uh and trying to get it and and frankly a region that should be divided into divisions anyway we've talked about that in the past fall fall of 22 Yep, fall of 22. Okay. Um, cool. Oh, uh, referee stuff, right? I mean, the, I think your conversation with Scott is, has or is going to cover uh, referee stuff regarding high school. I touch on it, but, you know, Tasso Water Polo is going, to be, is going to be handling the referees for this upcoming spring season and next spring and into the fall of 22 for UIL. Um, and they're organizing and they're going to get some information out here over the next few days as far as, you know, this is where you register. This is where you do your education. This is, yeah, this is where you do your testing. Um, it's going to be a little bit less expensive for everybody to register this year than, than it has been in, in, in the past. All the, all the, all the referees are going to get it and like a NFHS rule book. Um, no kidding. All right. And I mean, Tasso is the real deal. Tasso is a big professional organization. That's really going to help provide a lot of stability and professionalism for the water pole referee high school group. So, you, you and I in the past have talked about um, them being good at, or, or, or at least hopeful with regard to recruiting, because they have a basically they have got a system in place to recruit for all the sports that they cover. 
um, I think education was something slightly different. And, and from my understanding, the way that you take tests and the way you learn about uh, and become a referee for other sports is really good on the Tasso. I, I guess it's on the Tasso website. Regardless, whatever Tasso has out there sounds to me like it's going to be very good, whatever the form it is that it takes. Yeah, the uh, the pl- yeah the platforms are outstanding as far as the testing platform, the ed- the education platforms, and you know we're just going to get through this first season just like the high schools are getting through this year, just like the school districts are just trying to get through the school year, um, and it's just going to keep getting better and better and better, especially as we move towards fall twenty two for UAL. So. Got it. All right. Um, I spoke with Tony Azevedo a couple weeks ago for the Total Water Polo podcast, and he um, he mentioned this in passing, but it sounds to me like um, one of their products is making its way into Texas high school water polo because of you. So tell us a little bit. No, more. no, I mean, it's, it's just, not you. I mean, there's a 6 8 uh, game desk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still not out yet, but there's a version that's very, very, it's not necessarily complicated by sense, but it has a whole bunch of kind of bells and whistles. There's going to be a basic version coming out here later this month. And we're going to try to give that and then give an opportunity to all the high school coaches to be able to use it for their tournaments. It's a, it's essentially taking the pen and paper of the score sheet mm-hmm. and putting it on an iPad. Digital. And you can just do the extru- like the exclusions, goals and penalties, the timeouts, you know, the basic stuff. Um, or you can, or or you can also start getting into kind of how you score goals and assists and stuff like that. But like, um, it's I'm very excited about it because we're gonna try to we're basically gonna use the Texas high schools to try to like kind of, kind of beta test it. Oh, okay. Um, and, and again, this is gonna be optional for everybody. You don't have to do this. And then just you know just really give lots lots and lots of feedback to the six eight people, good, bad, or what or what have you. And just really, I mean, this is something that our sport has needed for a long time is a digital platform to do the game desks, to, to, to do the desk. So all you have at the desk, you don't have the pen, the paper, you have an iPad. Does you know, it, and, it? Yeah. And it's going to take some getting used to and doing it. But it's but then like, you know, after a game, you can quickly just kind of email it out to the coaches. You can um, you can you can have one place where all the games are stored and then, and then all the stats are accumulated, mm. you know? So there it's, there's gonna be lots of tools, but a lot more information is gonna be coming at, like, like out about it kind of later this month. And we're going to pr- try to present that to all the high school coaches, then get a few people doing it and try to get some of the USA water polo events to do it for the younger kids this spring as well. So. Cool. Do you have any idea whether it, uh, it, it can integrate with the scoring system or is maybe, maybe it's not uh, yet at that level. That would be cool if you could actually run the clocks as well all in good time all in good time all right um listen we're 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 basically out we're done like we're gonna come back with an interview with scott slay um i don't know how long that's gonna be but we'll do that and then we'll come back and we'll say goodbye after that all of tx water polo is brought to you advertising free and we'd like to keep it that way so we're asking for your help show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. Hey, this is Tony Azevedo, five-time Olympian. Uh, You're listening to the TX Water Polo Podcast. 
Yeah, welcome to today's uh, TX uh, Water Polo Podcast um, kind of interview. Today we have Scott Slay, who is the Tisca Water Polo Chair. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm finishing up swim season and we're uh, rolling out spring water polo as best we can. So now like you're now at Jordan High School in KDISD, right? Yes, sir. How is the how was districts and regions? Well, or I guess uh, how was districts and how is regions going to be? Well, uh, we were put in probably what it was the toughest 5A district in the state uh, with the ninth and 10th graders. Um, all of our relays advanced the region. They're seated top eight. So we're pretty happy and kind of building and, and learning. Yeah, it's, it's only freshman, sophomore, right? Yes, sir. Nice. I, I So I, I get a sir during, yeah, during this interview. Nice. Okay, there you go. But uh, now here, all right, you mentioned water polo spring. So you're the Tisca water polo chair. Everyone comes to you for questions. So I'm just going to ask some questions just so everyone that is listening can have an idea about what's coming on. So what's the general plan for TIS, for Texas high school water polo this spring? Uh, the general plan is patience and, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, our general plan right now is to every district, every region, every school is, is a little bit different. Um, so our overall plan is to kind of, I am looking at probably smaller tournaments. Uh, we're not going to, and I wouldn't even call them tournaments friendlies, I guess is maybe a good way to describe them. We're in soccer season right now, um, <laughs> but uh, I got my soccer shirt on. But uh, this is audio only. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but uh, we've got uh, we're we're looking at a simple plan um, because really everything I feel like is going to be so complicated. Um, so I, we're kind of leaving it up to each individual team, each individual district, each ever individual pool as to how they're going to conduct things. And I, it's really going to be kind of a year where teams are going to have to get out there and do what they can do. Um, we're, you know, it's, it's not us maybe sending out your schedule. You're going to have to create a schedule in a way um, and, and get creative is the best way I can describe it. And you're not going to see a giant tournament here, you know, at the end of the season, things are going to be a little more condensed uh, district, you won't see much. I don't think you're going to see much difference in what you call district play um, in certain parts of the uh, state. Um, you know, the North region and Central Texas regions, they do things a little different than the Houston area. Um, but Houston area for just here, I think you'll have your normal district games. Um, the, you're not going to see what we would have a typical regional tournament. I think you're going to see it more closely resemble like a UIL team sport where teams are doing weeknight games to advance within their region. And then we will eventually seed a smaller state tournament. Yeah. So now here, let's kind of, let's kind of hit on a couple of things there. You mentioned some of this, of the safety guidelines a little bit different than what the tournaments have been in the past, kind of highlight some of the Tisco water pole safety guidelines and procedures. Uh, well, we're, we're trying to resemble, the UIL um, and uh, and Tiska swimming. Um, we're we're limiting the amount of teams that can be in a building. Uh, we uh, we 
we're trying to keep it to where we space teams away from each other more. Um, you will not be crossing paths at half times. We'll probably, you know, if you're in a shallow deep pool, you'll switch pool like we've done in similar USA water polo events, like passing in the water. We're not going to shake hands at the end of games. Um, and again, it's minimizing the amount of teams in, a, in an area. Uh, you, you will see more like three team round robins instead of, like we said, tournaments, but really trying to limit exposure as much as possible. Yeah. So these, t- these tournaments or, or the round robins, it's going to be more kind of festival where you just come kind of play games and not, and not play a championship. It's more building experience. We're not like we, we kind of got into the habit over the years of having to have a championship for every single weekend event. And I just, it's just not going to be that way this year. Now I, I have a strong feeling that next year we're going to be back and ready to go and doing things as we were before as, as what will be our last season of Tisca water polo would be next spring. Uh, for now we're, we're, we just want to give everybody a season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, and, and I think the Tisca water polo, yeah, yourself and, and the Tisca water polo board have done a great job of just kind of, just kind of giving everybody the rules, the dates, et cetera, of just, Hey, do build your own season and yeah. let's do the best that we can this year. And talking about like the dates. So I believe it's, um, I guess the week of April 26th, a kind of kind of complimenting of April 30th and May 1st, that's the region champs weekend. Right. And, uh, and, and you said that um, every region is going to be kind of on their own, kind of how they do it. Correct. There, there might be one region that does a single kind of elimination, another region that does a double kind of elimination. It's going to have to be whatever works best for each individual group. Yep. Yep. And I mean, but it's, I believe you're allowing the flexibility of people can play starting on Tuesday yes. and, playing all, and, yeah, and playing all week to allow for that physical distancing that teams kind of staying away, girls on Tuesday, boys on Wednesday and vice versa or whatever on Thursday, Friday. And, every, and, and then the top teams come back for the placing games on Saturday. I mean, is that's, that's like the general feel, correct? Correct. Nice. And then um, a little bit different this year and, Tell me how y'all kind of kind of came up with this, but a separate girls and a separate boys state. I think this is the first time this has ever happened for Texas high school water polo. Right. And I mean, truthfully, we're not 100 percent right now what our state tournament is even. We know it's going to be on separate weekends, but we don't know the exact number of teams at this point because um, the game can change. Uh, you guys. You know, I, I mean, even in UIL basketball, they're, they're changing the rules as we go right now. Um, you know, they, they change locations and swimming. Like if people cannot act on the fly right now, then, then they, uh, then they aren't, you know, they're going to get left behind. <laughs> as best yeah, I can. And, and so what is that date for girls state championship? Date the, location? the girls state championship is, uh, hang on, let me pull up my calendar real quick. Uh, the girls' state championship is May seventh and eighth, and the boys is May fourteenth and fifteenth. So we're pushing it back just a little bit later than normal. Um, but again, we're we're trying to limit. You know, we, we we think we can put more girls' teams into a space if they're separate from the boys and vice versa. We feel like we can maybe even pull off like an eighteen tournament, um, if, and if we can just kind of spread it out a little bit. I mean, because state used to be 32 total teams that was split up into 16 boys and 16 girls. 
the splitting it up is going to, again, kind of what you said, just kind of maximize the number of teams that can go to state. So if you can get eight, that's two teams for, from each region. If you can get 12, that's three teams. That's kind of kind of what you're going for, right? Yes, it is. And, the, and those decisions for both girls and boys aren't necessarily going to be made right now. It's going to be made kind of as the season progressive, kind, kind of reevaluate in April and stuff like that. Right. I think once we get through spring break, you're going to see – I think once we get through spring break, you're going to see some things open up. I will. Uh, I, I mean, we're still kind of waiting around. We've kind of slowed down on the whole uh, you know, vaccination process. Uh, but I, you know, I, I think right now we're kind of at a high as far as the cases. I think once we get to April, you can start to see, you know, we'll know what we'll a better picture. Yeah. And, um, and then, so you've already been asking, like you've already communicated this all out to the teams and, or the, or the region chairs have been communicating out, like kind of, kind of out to the teams, you know, within their regions. Um, you've also sent out a survey. How, how, how have the survey results come back so far? And what is the and, and how are the results coming back? Uh, the survey is looking like we've got teams that are going to participate. So that's very positive. Um, as anything, of course, you send out the survey and some people are better than others at getting the information back to you. So we're still really trying to corral this information. Um, we're going to corral this information as we go. Um, and I think as swimming starts to wind down, we're going to get more and more. But we have a pretty good amount of teams so far. And, you know, it, it, it's still if you look at what we have now as compared to even 10, 15 years ago, we we we've got teams. We're, we're, we're doing good. Well, there's even yeah, there's even more teams than yeah, than five, six years ago. So yeah. um, and then you're going to have a statewide Zoom meeting next week. Right. For all the coaches to come yeah. and bombard you with questions. And yes. Sorry, my uh, my phone's going off here a little bit, um, but. Tuesday, February 9th, seven o'clock. Um, we're having a UIL, not UIL, not yet. Um, a Tisco water polo uh, meeting for anyone, all comers, whoever has questions. Uh, try to explain things the best we can. And and again, I said this a million times throughout this. It's just to, you know, we have a lot of people that are getting a little bit antsy, um, and you know, we're going to answer questions the best we can and tell them to push forward and make their schedules and, and, and get ready to go. Exactly. Exactly. And, and kind of one thing we need to have before we even have the games are referees. Is there yes. anything um, on the toss of water pole kind of side of things? They are on the move. Um, they, we had our first meeting the other night and I think it was a really good meeting. Um, we had uh, Mike, Mike, uh, who is the head of Tasso did a great job uh, just laying things out there um, and getting our referees moving towards getting ready for the season. And I think in the next week or two, you're going to see a lot of information being put out there uh, for our referees to join Tasso and, and get things ready um, with, again, with COVID we're kind of by, flying by the seat of our pants a little bit, but things will be ready to go. And I, I think we're going to be in a good place. Yeah, it's I'm very excited about that partnership with Tisco Water Polo and Tasso. And I just think it's I mean, as as we all know, we never have enough referees. We never no. do. So and that's just going to be a great, uh, a great relationship that's going to allow us to grow the like the number of referees and 
all the referees that are listening, just be patient. There's a lot of information coming here in the next few days. So, yes. And um, I, I guess, are you going to be playing water polo at Jordan high school this year? We are going to play when it's an official UIL sport. We actually, uh, I have a group of students that have put in to start a club water polo team on the Jordan campus for next year. Um, it was already too late. All the clubs were established for this year before the school year even started, but the process is in place. Uh, we are going to maybe do a little bit of messing around here uh, in the springtime, and get things ready for the future. And really, who are we kidding? We're going to start worrying about like fourth through eighth graders just <laughs> in this area. Are there goals at the pool already? Not yet. No, there okay, are, okay, okay. There are goals at the pool. Okay, and a set of caps, I hope, kind of somewhere. I always have a set of caps laying around. It's just when I go to <laughs> that I forget them somewhere. That's okay. That, that's okay. Well, Scott, thank you so much for getting on uh, with us today. And good luck with your meeting next week. And kind of good luck kind of getting everybody through the upcoming high school season. All right. Thank you. That was Tiska Chairperson Scott Slay, although he, what job does he not have, actually? That's the question. That was uh, Scott Slay talking about the upcoming high school season, but uh, you and I are done, Joe, right? Time to barbecue? Yeah. yeah, time to barbecue, but don't forget to go to the Austin College Water Polo website, watch the games this weekend, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. against Air, against the Air Force Academy. It's going to be online, streamed live. Um, and kind of and kind of and kind of cheer on our our home our home state NCAA program. The sir, the third season of the program that started obviously with only freshmen and a, just a couple sophomores. They're now juniors. Like go check them out. Like I, I'm, it's so exciting to see these guys that have uh, aged up through the program. They've been around for a couple years now. I'm I'm excited too. So yes, acruse.com is the website. Okay. Um, anything else, Joe? All good. I think I'm all good too. Thank you for listening and telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast. Special thanks to our donors. And if you want to contribute to TXWaterPolo.com, go there to TXWaterPolo.com forward slash give. And until next week, so long from Austin. Yeah, take care, Jim.
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.